Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of The Pod's Sake. I'm Louise Boyce, as known as Mama Still Got It, and these podcast series are sponsored by the brilliant award-winning dental practice, 10 Dental, which is where I've had my teeth sorted out from teeth whitening root canals for the last 15 years. I highly recommend them. Please check them out at 10dental.com. So this episode is all about motherhood and we have a new mama to be on the scene. So I'm delighted to to introduce to you today, we've got presenter, DJ, empowerment coach and mama to be. Please welcome to the mic, Ashley James. Woo! Oh, thank you so much. It's so weird being in like the mama to be category now. I know. Well, welcome. And how are you feeling? Um, really good, actually. For someone who had never thought about being pregnant before, I've really kind of like got my head around it. I'm kind of—I think I actually prefer being pregnant than not pregnant, which I feel like <laughs> is not everyone's story. That's that's wicked to hear, actually. I mean, you're right. Some people take it just really well, and other people struggle with it. It's great that you are embracing it. You look absolutely amazing. You're blooming already, and you just found out you're having a boy. Yes, having a boy. That's so great. I've I've got two boys, so it's just, they're great. I mean, I've got a girl as well. They're great as well. But boys just love their mamas. They love them. Do you know what? That's what everyone said, because at the beginning, I think I had like just my mind set on having this little girl, because I was like, everything I wish I'd known, everything I've been taught, I feel like it's my destiny to like be able to um, bring up this really strong woman. So when I found out it was a boy, I was like, and my boyfriend, Tommy, was like, please be excited. And I was like, no, I, I know I love it. I know I love it. But it took me quite a few weeks to get my head around it. And um, obviously now I'm so excited. A friend of mine has two boys as well. Um, but I actually looked into it. That gender disappointment is a real thing. And I think a lot of people feel guilty to admit it because obviously like having a baby is such a blessing. And it, it's, and I think also people worry that people think they're not going to love that child, which, of course, I'm absolutely going to love that child. No, I mean, spot um, on you're right lots of people don't talk about that and uh, well we had we had two boys and then when we were pregnant for the third time we didn't find out what we were having but the amount of people that were saying oh god I hope it's a girl I hope it's a girl and we were saying well you know yeah do you know what it would be really nice to have a girl and I almost felt a bit guilty saying that like yes I really wanted a girl but because it could have been another boy which would have been fantastic but I do think it would have been harder for me to have maybe accepted that Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I do know totally where you're coming from with that. Um, 
have you had any sickness, any cravings? You know what? This is why I think I love pregnancy so much because I haven't had any negative symptoms really like I've been a little bit more tired during the first trimester but it was in lockdown so I was like oh well not doing anything anyway so I was just trying to embrace that and um other than that I feel great I have like more energy than I did and also I used to drink a lot especially as a DJ so I actually feel like wow the hangover free life is so true it's so great so I just feel like really really lucky that um you know, a few of my friends are pregnant and they're just having like terrible sickness. And oh, yeah, that's so hard. I don't want to be smug because I'm sure <laughs> that you know it's a long road ahead. I'm only 19 weeks, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna presume that everything's gonna go smooth sailing. But so far, I've absolutely loved it. Oh, that's so lovely to hear. I think, well, from my experience, the hardest it's it, the first trimester is the hardest when you have the sickness and the tiredness, and you've done that. And I think lockdown is probably the perfect place to have your first trimester. Brilliant timing. Um, And then, yeah, towards the end, well, you'll see. You're you're probably being inundated with advice and all sorts. How have you dealt with just dealing with, like, advice left, right and centre? Do you know what? The only thing I can compare it to is um, being single. (laughs) So I was single for six years. And the amount of unsolicited advice you get, like, you'll find someone when you're not looking. And I'm like, okay, did I tell you that I was looking? And also didn't didn't you meet your husband on a dating app? So weren't you looking? Um, and I feel like that that's the only thing I can compare it to because even I could put up anything on Instagram, like a picture of me being like, oh, I've just discovered this nail strengthening solution because in lockdown, it's the first time I've actually managed to get away from having acrylics. So I'll be like, oh yeah, I found this great nail strengthening. And everyone, everyone's like, oh enjoy it before you're pregnant because you won't have time to do that when you're pregnant oh you're sorry you won't have time to do that when Uh, you're having a baby and I'm like thanks for the advice that I didn't I don't know it's just weird it's weird people want to like tell you or shame about everything they want to tell you the negative stuff I know you know what just don't just ignore it you know it's there there are so many people always giving advice all the time and my advice to you is to not listen to any advice I think that's the best thing I can tell you and maybe don't google anything Yeah, no, I'm not. Do you know what? I'm quite relaxed. I even my attitude to life in general is pretty relaxed. So when I go traveling, I don't normally, you know, book accommodation until I turn up. I like to go with the flow. And that's, I think, another reason why I'm kind of enjoying the pregnancy process so much, because I'm not worrying about every single possible thing that might go wrong. And even my midwife is like, so do you have any questions? I'm like, should I? She's like, maybe about the birth. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to push it out and you'll tell me if anything goes wrong and she's like okay yeah I guess so to have absolutely spot on (laughs) um how how have you been feeling about your 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 body changing and seeing your body grow oh I love it do you know what I think it's it actually makes me a little bit sad to hear that so many pregnant women like don't take pictures of themselves or kind of see it as a negative impact on their bodies just because I I mean I I definitely used to have a very negative relationship with my body. I've suffered from body dysmorphia, um, you know, being in the model industry. As you know, I think you are very critical of your body. And over the last seven or eight years, I've just like really done the work to try and embrace myself and stop, you know, having a inspiration or a picture of someone else's body that isn't even my body shape on my phone to be like, oh, I'm going to torture myself so I look like this. Um, 
And I actually love seeing all the changes. And I felt the baby kick for the first time last oh, night. And um, weirdly, oh, Tommy best. had his hands on my tummy. So we felt it together, oh, which was really nice. Gosh, that's the um, best. I was just tapping to be like, is anyone in there? Oh. And he kicked back. So, um, yeah, I actually think it's like, if anything, I feel like I love my body more. And obviously, I am very aware that I'm still in the first half of my pregnancy. And obviously, towards the end, it gets bigger and bigger and harder to bear and um I ha- I'm suffering already from a bit of a bad back but miraculously I live below a personal trainer that specializes in antenatal training and because of lockdown we got to know him oh really well oh my god that is perfect are you <laughs> so, sorted um, yeah, and I'm just making an effort to make sure I take lots of photos of myself. A, so that I have them as memories, but B, because I think it really helps me get my head around how my body looks. So when I didn't used to like the way my bum and my legs looked, I used to take those pictures so I'd kind of get used to seeing it. And that's what I'm doing with the pregnancy, like just taking lots of pictures of myself from different angles so I get used to what my body looks like so I don't feel like an alien in my body if that makes sense it makes total sense and you'll look back on those pictures as well and you'll you know you will miss your bump I miss my bump and I took um I had some beautiful professional photos taken when I was pregnant with all of my children and I love them and they're you know they're there forever and I actually I do miss my bump and obviously towards the end of my pregnancy I was like ah get it out because it was so hot it was like how it is now um a heat wave and I was just beyond uh hot and I wanted the baby out but of course the baby comes out and then you miss your bump so it's a it's a a vicious circle I suppose but going back to your body uh you you are a campaigner for mental health and body positivity and social media honesty and I love how you're very open about your images that haven't been retouched and I think as a woman in the public eye it's so important to utilize that space to show other women that it is okay to have a little bit of cellulite or a little bit of this, a little bat, you know, congrats, you know, well done for you for, for doing that. Have you had any messages from other women that have thanked you or, you know, what was your reason to do that in the first place? Um, I think my initial reason for it was actually quite selfish because um, I got adult acne and I used to really airbrush my face out so it was basically like two-dimensional because I was so paranoid about my skin being bad because I'd never ever suffered from bad skin and um actually people used to be like oh my god you have such great skin so when that was taken away from me I was like people are gonna think that I've got terrible skin and I've got so paranoid and um the more I started to retouch all my images the the worse I felt when I'd go meet people in real life because I was like, oh my God, they're going to realise that I've been touching out my images. And then I guess from, you know, the modelling side of things, it used to make me feel really low when I'd get some images back and see that they'd shaved about three inches off my waist or my boobs or my hips or whatever it was. And then I, um, I think it was about six, seven years ago, I just thought, you know what, this is actually making me miserable. And I as I had like more and more followers, I was like, I'm actually part of the problem now because other girls or women will be looking at my body which and my skin, which isn't even my body and my skin. And the insecurity cycle continues. So that's when I was like, right, enough's enough. I'd rather people see me in real life and be like, wow, she looks much, she looks much better than she does in, in, in the pictures as opposed to like just making this complete false narrative. And you know, it's actually really liberating. And I think that's why I'm such an open book in general, because I think I spent so many years feeling like I had to 
be someone else or people pleasing or not knowing which version of myself I needed to be that now I almost see it as like a strength just to be honest because absolutely yeah I know I I salute you as, as long as thousands of other women who look at somebody like yourself who you know you do have a a big following you are in the public eye you know you are well known to have someone that's like this is real this is who I am it's a breath of fresh air um so thank you for that what would you, you what would you say to other pregnant women who are struggling with their body changes um I what helps me is I think we're so consumed with seeing cellulite and stretch marks and scars or whatever it might be is this like really negative ugly thing but what really helps me is I like to think of it as like a free tattoo from mother nature so I have um I've got a really big scar on my nipple because when I was 16 I had a lump removed which ended up being benign but at the time it was this hugely traumatic thing especially because at the age of 16 when you just start getting boobs they're kind of out there for everyone to see and one of my boobs was the size of a bag of sugar so I have stretch marks and a scar and now I like to think instead of being like oh this ugly thing it's like oh wow I got through that and it's kind of a tattoo to remind my body of what I got through and even um, with pregnancy you know seeing these stretch marks come through I'm like oh I get to look back at these in years to come and think like I grew this little boy Um, so I think that's like a really nice and easy way to shift your perspective and also I think it's just really important to realize that even the models don't look like they do and I'm not against any form of cosmetic surgery I'm not I think anyone should be allowed to do what they want to make themselves feel good but I also think there's something in uniqueness and I think as a society or as western culture we're kind of almost like blending into the same person because none of us want any dimples or freckles or anything and Mm. you know we all want the same size lips and the same size bum and the same size this and I think there's real beauty in uniqueness and every time our body is growing and changing like it is kind of this new tapestry that mother nature is providing that's so beautiful I love that I love that absolutely and I a lot of the listeners that we have um on for pod say are our mothers or mothers to be so I think you've helped a lot of women probably feel better about themselves. So that, that, you know, I thank you on behalf of all of them. Well, um, I think another really good thing to say is we just have to remember that nobody cares about our bodies as much as we do. That's and so when true. we go, when we go to the beach, like on a day like today where it's very hot, we would see all these different women and be like, wow, she looks great. She looks great. I love her bum. I love her hips. I mm. love this and I love that. And it's only us about ourselves thinking like, I hate this. I hate that. I hate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Totally. And, and also, I don't know if you've done this. I'm sure you have. I'm sure lots of women do. I look back on photographs of my body going back to last year, five years ago, a decade ago, when I may have been really hard on my body, really hard on myself and gone, especially when I was in my um, late teenage years. That's when I um, went through an eating disorder and I was just so cruel to myself about my body. But now when I look back on those pictures or just, you know, even five years ago, I'm like, oh my God, I look fantastic. And at the time I was just like, oh God, this is awful. I look horrendous. Like, And it's taken me a while to get over that process thought which I'm pleased obviously has happened but I'm sure everyone does the same you know the amount of people women generally put themselves down 
a lot and uh, and then realized that actually in years to come they looked incredible and I, we need to we need to know that we look incredible now like this is the yeah, best because we're going to look back in another five years and exactly. another five years and another five years and also I look back at pictures of my body when I was so insecure I mean I could barely pose I don't know how I ever did any modeling jobs or went to any events because like, I just looked frozen in every single picture and looking back my body was amazing but I never felt like it was and I think that shows that actually it's not our bodies that are the problem it's our mindset absolutely and everybody loves confident people don't they so actually I think I'd rather be less perfect or what society would deem perfect to be but be able to like laugh and make fun of myself and I don't know have sex with the lights on rather than have this like perfect six-pack but you know <laughs> I don't want anyone to see it because I didn't think it was good enough or something oh god yeah I'm totally with you on that one ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Um, well, yeah, I mean, again, there were times when, you, yeah, going back to even the, the skin, what you were saying, like re, everyone is so, there's so many apps that can retouch your face or, or shave your body and it's time to almost like come clean and be like, that's actually not how I look. And I actually, there was a, a lady that I saw recently on Instagram who did like a before and after uh, makeup tutorial. But the before was a Snapchat filter and the after was another Snapchat filter. And I was like, oh God, this is, uh, this is, this is no good. This is no good. Anyway. I, I do wish that social media would ban these filters as well, because actually I think it, it contributes to, I don't know if you'd call it body dysmorphia, but at least face dysmorphia. And, I, yeah. um, you know, I'm 33 now and I've really started to notice um, the ageing process, which isn't to say I think I look old, but I know that foundation doesn't sit as well on my skin as it used to. And it's really difficult because I remember everyone used to talk about the Paris filter on Instagram. Oh my God, the Paris filter is amazing. And I hadn't updated my phone. So I was like, What's Paris filter? And now that I know what it is and I have it, I'll sometimes swipe and see, oh, should I put that up? And then I'm like, no, I'm 
I've, I've got principles and who cares I'd rather people see like the fine lines or every, anything else but it, when it's there it's a temptation and again it's it's like photoshop the more you use something the more you get used to your face a certain way but also the more you're seeing other people using those filters the more you think that your real skin and your real dimples and your pimples and all of those things are different to everyone else but actually everyone's just using a filter yeah Right, we're going to take a quick break there and we'll come back shortly with some more questions. Welcome back. Uh, We are talking to Ashley James, Mama to Be. Um, Ashley, before you met your boyfriend, you made headlines and sparked national debate advocating the right for single women to have IVF on the NHS. What happened with that? Tell us about it. Do you know what? I think... I understand that we're in a nation that can't provide everything for everyone. But I also think that single women, it's not the woman's fault if she doesn't meet a compatible man. And there is a state financial help available for people that have a one night stand, get pregnant and can't afford to support their child. So in my head, I think like, so for example, a friend of mine, Vicky, she's now um, just, been approved to adopt on her own she's 40 she turned 40 in lockdown and so she was considering IVF and I know for a fact that she has very level-headed she's wanted to be a mum her whole life she just hasn't met the right person and the life and love that she will provide this child is amazing and she's you know paid it she's paid her dues she's paid her tax she pays the national health contributions so why wouldn't she be eligible to have IVF when um, couples are allowed IVF or she could have she could have had a one night stand from however young and get the same help so you know she's not asking for help for the rest of her life she's just asking for help to be able to have this child that she's financially able to provide for um, and I just feel like there's a lot of uh, society is already geared up to kind of be against single people anyway and I think it's not always the woman's fault that she hasn't met the right person. And I think there's a lot of pressure on women. You know, when are you going to meet someone? You'll find someone when you're not looking, all of these things. And actually, um, my friend really felt that she would meet the right person once she was living the life that she's meant to live, which in her eyes is with a child. And um, yeah, I just can't understand why they would say no to single women when pretty much everyone else is allowed to get IVF. It's a, it's a really really good debate and really good point actually. So what what was the outcome? Have they just said we're not going to do this or? Um, I'm I'm actually not sure and uh, what the NHS have decided or if it has it has been decided because obviously all the news has kind of been taken over by yep. <laughs> COVID and everything. And um, actually, my friend in the end obviously decided to go down the adoption route. But um, I have another friend who is getting IVF who. Um, is in a same sex relationship um and i know that she's able to get uh ivf treatment which is great i've also got other friends that have had to pause ivf treatment because of covid which is obviously devastating um so yeah i'm not i'm not actually sure what the outcome of that is or also what the state of our economy is going to be post covid and i'm hopefully it's hopefully it's not going to affect too many people um with um, ivf your I love how outspoken you are, um, but does that sometimes attract some online trolls? And if it does, how do you how do you deal with that? 
Um, do you know what? The, one of the best things that ever happened to me was being locked in a house with Anne Widdicombe for four weeks. <laughs> because uh, when I did Celebrity Big Brother, it was the year of the woman, so I was in the house with, I guess, what you'd call strong, opinion, opinionated women from but with very different opinions. And Anne and I are chalk and cheese. And at the beginning, she was just quite rude to me. And I think that she really like tried to pigeonhole me as this kind of like young bimbo. She totally overlooked my intelligence. But me being quite a sensitive people pleaser, cared less about what I thought of her and more about what she thought about me. And so I just like literally followed her around being like, Anne, why don't you like me? Anne, why don't you like to the point that she wants to put like ear, her earplugs in that she wears to bed and just like, sat there and I was like <laughs> tapping her. And anyway, we ended up having this really frank conversation and she was like, look, Ashley, you're so intelligent, but you care too much what people think and you're so sensitive. So actually you're doing your intelligence a disservice because you're too scared to say what you really think. You're too scared to say what you really mean because you're trying to please everyone in the room. And she said, you're never going to please anyone in the room anyway. So you may as well say what you think, because then at least you can stand behind what you say. Mm. And that really stuck with me. Yeah. So now I think, you know, it's like with the whole IVF should single women be allowed IVF people could troll me till the cows come home or I also respect that everybody has different opinions and of course we don't have this unlimited um like bankroll in the country and for some people other things will be more important than others um but my opinion I can get trolled around my opinions all I want but it's still my opinion so I can educate myself or listen to other people's opinions but actually like the trolls kind of just like brush over my shoulder um but I also try to protect my space as well so if I go on to a show like Good Morning Britain or Jeremy Vine and it's a panel show and I'm speaking my mind and um I'm also aware that there will be 10,000 people usually with a St George's flag on their Twitter account who are going to troll me because I have very different opinions to them so I'll also not go out and search for it if I'm on the mail online I'm not going to read the comments because I know that most happy people don't leave comments on the mail online. Exactly I don't think uh, you ever really see any positive comments on the mail online anyway I yeah the best is just not read them whatsoever. Yeah Um, so I and I actually block quite a lot of people on social media and the only time I respond or call it out is actually with a lot of um, men like and with chauvinistic comments I'll say it a bit again so the only time I ever respond uh, to trolls or I make a point to share it on my social media is when it's quite chauvinistic male comments but just because I would like for them to fear the consequences online that they would have to in real life and hopefully a girlfriend a mom a sister or someone might see the comment that they've made or it might be one of their friends and be like dude why would you message a girl that comment or why would you be so sexually suggestive so I'm kind of hoping to shame men into thinking twice about the comments that they put out there online it's funny you say that actually because I was talking to um someone earlier and said that the negative comments that I sometimes get on social media which to be fair is it's hardly any but the ones that I do get are usually from men it's very Mm -hmm. very bizarre and then yeah I do the same I just block them and then move on because you can't um can't dwell on that and it's and the thing is if they met you in real life they probably want to be your friend anyway 
And um, there's a great quote that says, you could be the juiciest peach, but some people just don't like peaches. And I think that's a really nice thing to remember because I think naturally we all want people to like us, but actually we can't, I mean, we'd have to be a very, very, very vanilla person yeah. to have everybody like us. Totally. Right. A couple more questions, because how we have time. Okay. Um, some people seem to think that women have to compromise work when they first become mums. Um, how do you see the next stage of your life as a mum and, and a DJ and work generally? Well, I would like to say to the people that say sacrifice, look at Cardi B. I mean, she was, I know she's like maybe not the mum that I will be. <laughs> she's a very different character to me, but I think she's actually such a role model because she, when she announced that she was pregnant, everybody within the industry and I guess just people in general were like, oh, she's ruined her career. She's only just made it and now she's going to be a mum. And she flat out said, like, watch me. I yeah. will continue doing what I'm doing what I'm doing I'll continue getting number one hits I'll continue touring being a mum will not stop my career and she's proved it and I think when even when I first found out I was pregnant and um Tommy and I were discussing it I said to him but I'm not ready to like sacrifice my life and he was like well why you don't have to why would we have to sacrifice our lives and I think you know my parents, maybe it's a generational thing or maybe it was just them but they really did sacrifice their identities to be parents and I really don't I mean they were great parents and you know I love them dearly but I don't necessarily think that it makes you the best parent because it also makes you much more maybe bitter or defensive or whatever it might be so a big priority for both me and Tommy is that we want to keep our identities and we want to kind of you know we both love travel and adventure and we want to be able to take our baby child children um like on this adventure yeah. with us and you totally so. can and you totally will I mean we've uh, we said that when we decided to have children I remember at the time not feeling ready not having that maternal instinct that I was reading about everywhere I was pregnant at the same time as Beyonce was pregnant with her first child and everywhere that I looked there she was and she was saying I feel so blessed and I feel so in love with this baby I haven't met and I can't wait to be mother. And I didn't really feel like that at all. I was a bit like, oh God, I haven't felt that yet. Um, it, it came. Um, but I also said to my husband, I was like, I don't want this to, as you said, take our identity away, which is one of the reasons why I started Mama Still Got It because I wanted to hold on to my identity. I was told that I had to give up my career as a model because I was now like damaged goods being a mother and no one would ever hire me again. And I stupidly and naively accepted that until I was like do you know what hell no no I kind of did a bit of a Cardi B I was like no I can still do this and I and I am doing it and now I've got three kids and they're running in whilst I'm doing a podcast but damn it I'm still going to make it work <laughs> so great again great attitude to have and um and also it I think for me and I think for a lot a lot of other mothers that I speak to if you have some kind of balance between motherhood and work I find that it makes me a better mother because I have some time out to myself to do stuff that I want to do for myself and then when I come back to the home back to the kids my attention is on them and I want to give them all my attention lockdown was really hard with that because the, the, the struggle was real trying to work and have the kids there all the time but hopefully we won't be going through that again anytime soon yeah I take my hats off to oh. all the mums I feel like you could tell the mums because everyone else is like I'm so bored it's so hard to keep <laughs> 
It's so hard to get up in the morning and the mum was oh, like... <laughs> I, I remember my brother was like, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to read a book just all day. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> how has Snoop taken to the news? Do you know what? He actually, um, I'm certain that he knows because he does. Probably, he probably knows. from about six weeks, he's had his hand on, like, well, his hand, his paw on my tummy. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how good a big brother he'll be. I think it'll take some time for him to get used to it because I mean, just for context, Snoop is my toy poodle and um, he's six years old and he's like my, I mean, he's like my soulmate. I love him. He's like my best friend and just this like total ray of sunshine. My boyfriend loves him. And I remember meeting him. He's gorgeous. He's amazing. Oh. And he's such a character. And I just keep saying to Tommy, I just, I, I actually met up with some friends who I met because um, when Snoop was a puppy, their dog was a puppy and we went around to see them and they've got two boys now. And she was like, oh yeah, we sometimes forget to feed her <laughs> and we feel really bad because she's just like, you know, not really part of the family anymore. And I remember being like, oh my God, that's like, that horrifies me because like, that, like you can't just stop giving this creature that depends on you love. And also I just can't, I mean, I can imagine loving my child as much or if not more than the dog, but I can't imagine kind of suddenly Snoop not being an important role in our family unit. So I just keep saying to Tommy, we need to just make sure like Snoop will be so great and he'll be such a protective big brother as long as he knows that he's still getting the same love and that he's not just going to be um, neglected. But the only difficult thing I find with him is since I've been pregnant he's become a lot more defensive or protective of me so he'll kind of try and chase other you know my cats or um I noticed him this weekend with like any kind of person that's below the height of my hips he'll kind of try and not he's not aggressive but he tries to keep like I guess what he considers threats away from yeah, me yeah but that's the animal instinct he's trying to he is trying he, they know what's going on I swear they do they know when I was pregnant with um Inca in the first trimester I didn't tell anybody and um I went to my friend's house she had a dog and the dog usually wouldn't come near me and this particular day the dog would not leave me alone was just sitting on me around me wouldn't go <laughs> to a point where my friend was like have you been near any dogs do you smell like dog because my dog is not leaving you alone and in my head I was like oh my god the dog knows it can sense it and then when I told my friend yeah I'm actually pregnant she was like oh my god she's like my dog knew so Snoop definitely knows yeah and he'll be a great very sweet are you giving away any names or is that a secret no so that's actually the one thing that we are keeping secret (laughs) um but it's really nice actually because we both really like the same um boy's name uh Tommy Moore Tommy like even when I first met him he was like if we ever have a son can we call him this but I quite like the name so I was like yeah sure but I like I like quite like wacky spiritual names so the hard bit was was moving like what about this no what about this no what about this no but so we have agreed now on like quite a wacky middle name that um but yeah for now we're keeping it secret but we also have our um daughter's name because obviously we kind of thought it might be either um so I hope I also have a daughter straight after so that I can use both names. Um, but yeah, for now, that is like the one thing that we've decided to keep secret. The 3rd of January, I've actually got a little necklace on with my due date, which will be great for my pregnancy, but terrible for when he's born on a different day and then I'm just left with this random... <laughs> um, but yeah, the 3rd of Jan. So I'm hoping that he's 
Uh, I'd really like him to come on the 1st of January because I feel like 2020 has been such a oh. a write-off year. Not a write-off year, a, a year of growth a rather year of than... reflection. Exactly. So it would just be lovely. And also, I, I like the idea, even when he's older, of, you know, being able to have New Year parties, whereas my sister's born on the 16th of January and she's like, great, everyone's doing dry Jan, everyone's poor after Christmas. So I'm really hoping for 1st of Jan and that would also be mine and Tommy's, like, official anniversary. So it would be quite nice be to keep. That would be perfect. Ashley, thank you so much for speaking with me. It's been an absolute thank pleasure you. to have you on. And I know that all the, the people that are listening to you right now are loving you. And if you don't follow Ashley already on Instagram, it's Ashley Louise James. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Lovely middle name, obviously. Um, <laughs> thanks again. I wish you all the best in your pregnancy. It's the best journey. I Honestly, motherhood is amazing. I wish you all the best. If you need any advice, which no, you won't. Please ask me. Um, experience of three, and um, I cannot wait to meet your baby. Me too. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Thank you again so so much. Once again, these podcast is sponsored by Tendental, the award-winning dental practice based in South London. Check them out at tendental.com. And as always, please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. It's all very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. I'm Louise Boyce. Find me on Instagram at Mama Still Got It and speak to you again soon. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.